What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Dear Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and y'all are in for a treat Today, we have Dr. Meg Mill with us, who is a functional medicine health practitioner and clinical pharmacist. In her practice, she works with patients to focus on healing the root cause of their health struggles through advanced diagnostic testing and personalized support. She's been featured on tons of magazines and blogs and podcasts, and her conventional and functional medicine expertise gives her the tools and resources to help her patients improve their health naturally while still understanding and respecting conventional practice protocols. Y'all, we dug into it all. We, we dug into gut health. We dug into what's going on, the symptoms, why it's happening, the path to take if you want to start to really heal yourself from the inside out. People who are struggling with chronic migraines and headaches and all of these things that people just walk around doing life with as their norm you can feel so much better. So I am so excited for you guys to hear this, to hear her her expertise and her wisdom and just be educated and empowered in this area of your health. So get out your notebooks and let's dig. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply again. All right, Meg, let's, let's start. First of all, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to dig into this conversation. I know it's going to hit home for so many people. Um, I first want to start with just what's your story? How did you get into medicine? How did you get into this kind of specialty and like you do functional and then you have your conventional. So let's just tell us who you are. 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So I spent almost 20 years in the conventional medicine space before I, I got into functional medicine. And um, I, I graduated with a PharmD and then went and did a residency. And I was a, I practiced as a clinical pharmacist in ambulatory care. So I did a lot of like med management. We did, um, you know, saw a people for a lot of different things. It's ambulatory care is like outpatient um, okay. in hospital and did different jobs in that regard. And what I noticed is that I kept seeing people um, really, I would say, I like to say surviving rather than thriving, where it's like, okay, you know, the protocols, you know, why they're putting on more meds, you know, but they, they're just not really getting better. They're just getting more medication. And so that was sort of one angle, like professionally. And then the other angle was that I actually also was having some issues. Like I had a lot of issues with my gut health. And from about 23 years old on, like I have, you know, I was seeing like, do I have celiac? Do I have, and then just sort of, they got labeled IBS, which I hate that term. It's like, basically to me, that means like, we don't know what's wrong with you. So like, <laughs> go live like that. So right? it was like, and I just kept having issues. And here I am like in, in like medicine and seeing gastroenterologists and just could not get any answers. And basically it got to the point where I couldn't even eat. Like, I remember one Christmas, my mom was saying to me, like we were visiting and she was like, well, I don't even know what I can feed you. And I was like, I don't even know what you can either anymore. Cause I just never knew what was going to upset my stomach. And I just live like this and try, you know, I tried conventional and I also tried some, like some holistic things that then just were kind of like too far the other way and they, nothing was helping. So I had a relative that had said to me, well, I finally, uh, you know, I felt better once I finally found a functional medicine practitioner. So I'm like, hmm, what's this, you know? And, and once I dug into it, I was like, wow, this brings kind of both together. And so I really like, cause it, it just really looks at medicine in a more functional way. And so I kind of worked and I was like, this is something I'm going to do. I'm going to get certified and I fix myself. So now I finally like feel good and <laughs> can, can eat again. And, um, and so, you know, and then I was like, I want to bring this to more people. So I ended up, I have a virtual practice where I see people all over the world and, and really get to see that like transformation. That's what I love. I always say like the transformation we both want because people make huge transformations in their health when they thought that they had to live a certain way their whole life. You know, I think we just get in these patterns and sometimes you don't even know you feel bad until you feel good. And then yeah. you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> I think that's, that's so common. It's like, you just, you just get through life and you're like, oh, this is what it is. I'm aging. I have hormonal stuff. I'm postpartum. I'm this. And you just kind of label it as this is my new normal, like just joint pain and, and bloating and constipation and all of these things that people go through life just as they're regular. So I'm like, so excited to have this conversation. Um, you mentioned something you mentioned like surviving versus thriving when you were, when you were practicing conventional medicine and you do have those, you got like have those set protocols. Did you feel like you were pretty boxed in as far as when someone came in with this symptom or whatever, did you feel like you had much wiggle room for how you treated them? Or I've always just wondered this. So I just wanted to ask no, it is. you. It's sort of like, you know, what you're, you know, you know, the next, you know, the next step. So like if yeah. someone had hypertension and they also have diabetes, then, you know, you should put them on an ACE inhibitor because that helps protect the kidneys in a way that, so it, it, there, there are a lot of protocols that they're following in order for treatment, um, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, if this doesn't work, we go to this and we try, but it's all medication. And I think that's the difference yeah. with, with medication. Often we're just covering up the problem. So it's we're like a you, 
it is. It's like we're treating you so you feel better, but really not off all the sometimes, you know, depending on what's going on. But, you know, a lot of times it's a band-aid and not fixing the imbalance. And then if you fix the imbalance, you don't even have to use the medication, which has side effects and all of that. So yeah. I think, you know, people also have to live with all these side effects or medications that you're taking for covering up the symptoms. Yeah. It's like you're trading one thing for another. It's like yes. you're yeah, I know. And you're you're getting getting <laughs> medications right. for the side effects of other medications. Right. <laughs> yes. So now as a function, like, so now you've combined kind of the best of both worlds. You understand the conventional, the protocols, the medication, everything that you can use if it's necessary, but then you also really focus on the root. Like let's get down to what's causing this so we can truly heal you. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And that's really where you see the magic happen because once you figure out that route and you treat the route, then, and you fix those imbalances, then you can actually just heal and you don't have to be on medication and you just, you can feel better. Yeah. And this is quality of life. Like, just like you were talking about so many people just kind of get through surviving and like putting those band-aids on and that's affecting energy and their, I mean, their appearances and their mood swings and even like anxiety and depression isn't aren't some of those things also caused from gut situations exactly yeah so acne you know if people come to, like people will come to me with that like let's just use acne so people come to me with acne and they'll say you know okay i have skin issue or I have acne and, and and then even they could think like oh it's hormonal and it can be hormonal mm-hmm. but it actually and i'll say well it actually can be the gut <laughs> so i actually want to start with the gut and do that test first because imbalances in your microbiome can you know be expressed expressed through skin it can be expressed through headaches it can be expressed through it like the, the being exhausted aches and pain so all of those things can actually be imbalances and and then you mentioned anxiety and depression because serotonin is also produced in the gut and there's the you have the vagal nerve gut brain connection so that also there's a gut element there too so it, it we do say in functional medicine sometimes that all disease begins in the gut because that's how we ha- absorb and digest. Like we have to uh, like digest, absorb and get our nutrients into ourselves. Yeah. And if we can't do that, even if you're eating the most healthy diet, then you're still not getting the nutrients that you need in order to really thrive. Right. So, so what helps the most with the digestion, the absorption, like, so that you're actually using everything that you need from the foods and the things that you're taking in. So what I do, I do a lot of um, stool testing And so when we do a stool test, we can actually look at your whole microbiome. So we can make sure I like, I explain it to a lot of my patients as look at like, think of it like a lawn. So you want your lawn to have the good, healthy grass. And so, you know, that would be our good microbiome. That's what we want. That's what we need. We take the probiotics and we, so probiotics help build that. They kind of put that good, those good microbes into your gut. Mm -hmm. You can also now, like you've probably heard prebiotics are becoming a hot thing because prebiotics actually feed your microbiome. So they actually help that good, healthy bacteria grow. So we want that full. And then we want, then you think of like the overgrowth as weeds that kind of, when that's not strong, or if you take an antibiotic or stress or any of these, you know, there's a lot of reasons that can be off. And then those, those um, opportunistic bacteria grow through and they're kind of like the weeds. So we get all of that growth and then you get this, this, um, you know, dysbiosis in your gut and that that can, you know, is what can start to throw you off. And so we, when we do the stool test, we can see exactly what bacteria is there. So we can boost up the right good bacteria. And then we can also treat the other ones. So, and then we also look, you know, we're not thinking, I see a lot of H. pylori 
um, and people don't are walking around with H. pylori that they don't know. So H. pylori is um, bacteria and it actually also decreases the acid level of your stomach. So we actually like against popular belief, we need acid in our stomach to digest and denature our proteins. So we think like, cause proton pump inhibitors are like a huge medicine that, you know, have become really popular to just grab over the counter, but they actually also bring down the pH of our stomach. But in order to really digest, we need that acid. And so both of those, like H. pylori will bring that down. And so will proton pump inhibitors. And then you're not actually breaking down your food the way you should be. And it's getting into your small intestines and pieces that are too big. And so it gives that bacteria more to feed on. So that's like another reason we get that overgrowth too. Okay. So I've heard like, where does alkaline play into all of this? Yeah. So that would be like, so that's when the alkaline, the H pylori would make it more alkaline. So an H pylori okay. or a proton pump inhibitor make that, that more alkaline, but in our stomach in particular, cause you hear a lot of like, you want alkaline, like we, you know, you hear a lot of that, like alkaline diets and everything, mm -hmm. but in our stomach, we actually want it acidic because we need it acidic to make those, to digest our food in the way that we need to. So a lot of people actually have low stomach acid. So they think that they have a stomach. It's like, it's funny because they think they have a problem with stomach acid. They think they have too much, but actually it's not like when you have acid reflux and things like that. And you could actually have not enough stomach wow. acid, which is really like counterintuitive. You don't think, ah. <laughs> yes, because acid reflux is really just about the acid being in the wrong place. It's about it going mm. into the esophagus. So you need to, and some of that can also happen from that dysbiosis that I'm talking about because the bacteria, um, it leaves off gas. And so that some of those hydrogen or methane gas could actually be pushing up that flap, creating some of that um, reflux too. It's like, it's, there's a, it's like a whole world. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yes. Where do you, where do digestive enzymes come into this? Cause you heard a lot of talk about how important those are. Mm -hmm. So those are released from our pancreas. Okay. So we want to make sure that we are, our pancreas is releasing enough digestive enzymes that you're, you know, that your pancreas is healthy. So that's like, you know, when we think about pancreas, we generally think of that with insulin um, and with, you know, the insulin resistance when the pancreas is getting worn out, um, you know, so that's like a whole nother thing that can be brought in with making sure your blood sugar is under control, but we want to make sure that the pancreas is also healthy too, because the pancreas is what releases the digestive enzymes. So a lot of people, you know, if you're, you're listening and you're thinking like, okay, do I, you know, what, where's a place to start? Cause I think yeah. that's a, a lot of like, where's a place to start? Maybe trying out some digestive enzymes would be a good, is a good place to start. Um, just to see if that helps, particularly if you have the bloating and like, feel like that overflow and bloating two hours after your meal. Mm -hmm. If you're like, if it's not right with your meal, but it shows up about two hours later, it's like, oh, okay. That may be a sign that I need some digestive enzymes. Yeah. Cause your body's just not, it's not doing its job. It doesn't <laughs> have enough of the good stuff to do its job. Okay. This is so good. So you mentioned, you mentioned that you fixed yourself. Like once you learned all of this stuff, can you, can we dig into that a little bit? Like what did it end up taking after all of this this struggle and this frustration and this like no answers, what yeah. ended up working? And you do you? need the, the one thing about functional medicine is you do need, and I like tell people that when it, you want to like devote some time to it because it yeah. is sort of like peeling the onion back. So we, you know, you got, you spent your whole life getting to this point in it and we can't just like take that pill and like change overnight. Right. So you kind of want to go through a protocol. So you, you know, and it's, 
it's a protocol again that guidelines but everybody's different in what they need through that but we want to so like some of the things that we do is we want to take out um you know take out food sensitivity we haven't talked about food sensitivities yet but we want to take out food sensitivities because um food sensitivities are getting through your gut lining and causing an immune system reaction so and it's they're complicated because you get that reaction about four to 48 hours after you, you can get up to 48 hours after you eat the food and it's not always a GI symptom. So oh, I'll use myself, for example, I have, I am just not able to break the food. Sen- Most food sensitivities we can try to eliminate for 90 days. You put them back in your diet one at a time and you see if your body reacts. For, for me, particularly, I just struggle with gluten. Like even if I eliminate it, even, you know, I just, but I, my, um, reaction is that I actually feel achy like the next day or the day after I eat gluten. So, and it's really bizarre. So if I didn't really know this and have like dug in for, um, I wouldn't have ever known like, oh, I feel achy when I eat gluten the next day, you know, right, <laughs> it's right. not something that you're thinking you're, that, yeah. so people have trouble associating and that's what gets so hard. It's like, oh, I'm fine with that food. Well, you may not, you may break out the next day. You may, you know, like these, all these things can be gut connections. So that's just something to like, know, pay it, you know, really look at, can, can these be related to food? So you take out your food sensitivities and then you want to, you want to make sure you're treating the gut, treating that dysbiosis, whatever's going on um, and help boost, the, you know, then if you do have issues in the stool test, we can also see a lot of digestive markers. Mm-hmm. So if you have some of that, you know, make sure you're getting the enzyme, make sure you're getting, um, the, you know, bile, if you're not digesting your fats, or if you have any kind of gallbladder or hepatic biliary congestion, and we work on all of that. And then after, and then we have to restore the lining of the gut, because if you don't restore the lining, then you're going to get another, it's going to just be a revolving door. You're just going to get other problems. So we work on restoring that lining sort of to seal up that issue. And so you're not getting more food sensitivities, which is causing like, you know, more immune response and all that. So it's just kind of taking those steps, step-by-step and working through, and and you can't necessarily do it all at once because it can be to, it can be too much for you to, right. to handle too. <laughs> so when you're working with your clients, do you start with the food sensitivity test to figure out and identify, or do you do more of an elimination diet and then have them reintroduce? What is kind of, what is your flow with everything? Yeah, I actually leave it up to them because there is a cost associated with food sensitivities. Right. So, um, I will say, and I use want lead in my test. I, I the other thing is I see all these tests out there that are like, that are really cheap now, but I don't think so accurate. I actually mm-hmm. did the test I use compared to like, I bought a really cheap one. Cause I'm like, I want to see, you know, if this, yeah. is, if this works, we're going to go with that one. But <laughs> it showed a lot. They were very different. So that, you know, when you're working with a functional practitioner, sometimes, you know, they're using a test that's proven that can be a little more expensive. So I say like, here, here's the free version. If you want to, you know, just start with the elimination diet or, you know, there's sometimes, you know, people will have attachments to food and there can be a resistance to giving up things that, that people don't know that they have an issue. And, and so, totally. you know, so it's like, here's the choices. And, but sometimes it's so surprising what you see on those tests. It, yeah. How does it work? I've always wondered this too. How does it work 
can't you develop sensitivities with time when you eat something very consistently? Like you can have something for a long time. And then all of a sudden your body becomes resistant to it or whatever. How did, why does that happen? <laughs> like, how yeah. does that all work? <laughs> I'm actually sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Food sensitivities are often foods you eat regularly. So that's not uncommon at all. So what happens is your, when you get the, like this, either like this dysbiosis, you can, gluten independently sometimes does this and like stress, there's, there's all sorts of different triggers, but you'll get what's called like a leaky gut. And so that our, um, our gut lining is almost like, think of it like a cheesecloth. So it's almost it's very thin and you want the tiny little particles to permeate through so that they can get into the cells. But when you have these rips in the cheesecloth, as in like it would be in the tight junctions for leaky gut, you get them out of the, into the bloodstream in these Mm. larger particles than intended. And when that happens, your body's like, Hey, invader, like I, you know, I don't understand this. And so you start developing these IgG antibodies. And so if you're eating a lot, let's say chicken, like you could be like, why do I have a food sensitivity to chicken? Well, if you eat a lot of chicken and that's, what's getting through the lining, then that's what you're creating antibodies against potentially. So that's why you could eat chicken your whole life and have no issue. But when you started getting this leaky gut dynamic and that's what it saw, it it started creating antibodies. So if we pull them out, so they, the antibodies have a 23 day half-life. And then when we pull them out and then we reintroduce them, um, we'd say like 90 days because like 23 would be half and then another 20 we'd say like pr- approximately 90 days they should all be gone and then you reintroduce and see like okay now do I have any reactions and once you pull them out and you bring them back in you can you're more aware you know you can right. tell the difference a little better yeah. than when you're just like tolerating it long term yeah so what are some of those symptoms that are so common like just that probably people are walking around all the time experiencing mm-hmm. and just not even equating to anything that they're eating at all. Yes, <laughs> I know. So I would say like, I would say fatigue would be one that, you know, you're, that could be, um, I, w- I would say like, you know, if you're having like that achiness, joint pain, acne is like another one, eczema, rat, like any skin rashes, anything like that, you, you're like, hmm, there's something going on that could definitely be associated with a food sensitivity and uh, an underlying gut issue. Then we have, you know, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, you know, reflux, all all the GI, um, just even like stomach pain, anything like that can be, um, you know, and even some sort of like some congestion too. I see a lot of like things with congestion and some of those immune type, you know, because you're looking at the immune system there too. 
Okay. So this is like, <laughs> I feel like the things you just named, I'm like, oh yeah, almost every human probably like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like how, how many women do we talk to that are like, yep, I wake up thin and I go to bed, like looking six months pregnant. And like, that's just what they do every day. They just feel like, oh, this is normal. I'm like, oh no, no, that's not. <laughs> like, ah. Okay. I love this. I'm so glad we're talking about this. So I know you also specialize in working with a lot of people who have chronic headaches and migraines and things like that. Let's dig into that a little bit. Is this, is this still stemming from lots of food situations? Is it stress? Is it what, where are most people experiencing these? Like, where is that coming from? Yeah, so food definitely, and with my with headaches, um, we look at we look at it in somewhat different. So we look at food sensitivities that it, we would definitely do that because that can cause headaches. Um, but there are also specific foods that can we know trigger headaches. So we want to pull out you know specific foods that have function that that would create a headache, and not mm-hmm. everyone is not everyone is um, has an issue with each food. Some people, it can be about threshold. So you could sometimes like, let's say um, wine would be an example. So like people would have an issue with red wine, but some people are like, oh, I can drink a glass of wine and I'm fine. But maybe you eat wine with some aged cheese and you're having the combination of those two foods that, that put you over that threshold for a headache. So right. we look at, you know, we do dig definitely into that. Um, you also want to look at stress. I mean, stress is a, is a big trigger for headaches. We want to it actually, and it's like a cycle because headaches are a stressor on the body. Um, and then, and I think we don't think of that. We talk about stress so much and all of us have it, you know, but uh, there's also biological stress. And so people aren't even considering the fact of what's going on in their body. That's actually causing stress that causes that cortisol to shoot up and cause, you know, causes increased pain sensitivity because of prolactin. It's like all this cycle, um, that we get into. And then a lot of people have hormonal imbalances, um, that can, you know, cause that estrogen dominant effect can be another, a reason that people, especially if you get your headaches, like ovulation or right before, or during your period, um, there definitely is most that I should say, definitely there's most likely, uh, a hormone component there. Um, and then you can have underlying gut issues can be another thing. We look at toxicity, um, that that can cause, you know, sometimes having an overload of toxins can cause headaches. So it's really about digging. I use for the headache specifically, I use this method called the eat method. And we, we enlighten about all of our triggers. Then we align like the hormones and the circadian rhythm, and the stress, and then we thrive and look, you know, set you up with all the right nutrients. Cause it can also be like nutrient deficiencies too. Awesome. So that's, that's like your functional medicine approach, like this eat method versus yeah a conventional method would be like, what, what even happens? Well, if it, the, the first thing you're going to do is take Advil or Tylenol. And right. so if you're taking Advil for headaches all the time, you definitely probably have gut issues. <laughs> so, okay. And then your gut issues could be causing your headaches. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what happens. You know, I mean, what, what do most people do when they have a headache, they grab an Advil. I mean, yeah. and you're doing that for 20 years and you're grabbing Advil once a week or a few times, even a few times a month, you know, if you're doing it more than five times in a year, let's say you have headache, you know, regular headaches. Um, I'm just throwing that number up, but you know, more than a few times, and then you're causing, you're just band-aiding the issue. And right. then you're also causing other issues because like we, and the other thing, like I was t- doing a talk when it was like talking about drugs and in over-the-counter pain medications. 
And we know it's just so interesting because we think like, oh, you know, we can buy these over the counter. They're fine. But like the data that comes from the drug comp, I mean, like the data is from pharmaceutical and drug companies of like how many side effects these medications right. have and how they are dangerous in a lot of ways, especially when used like chronically. And so because we can just get them over the counter, we sometimes ignore that. Um, but there is definitely consequence. Taking a quick TV timeout to let you know that this is what we're doing with the gut protocol. As I was chatting with Meg, I chatted with her after and I'm like, oh my heavens, everybody needs to get on a path to figure out how to feel their best, to figure out what is working. And I asked her if she was familiar with this four week gut protocol that I'm doing and that Beachbody has put out. And she's like, oh yeah, totally. So we dug into it and she's like, that is a great option for anyone to start with. And so, holy moly, I am like more fired up than ever before to get this in the hands of more people because it's true. Most people are walking around with symptoms that they're putting band-aids on that are just reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring where you could actually heal what's going on with your gut health. So if anything else, I just feel so, so, so excited and empowered to share this because I want you to feel your best. So if you want to get on a path for your own gut health journey, I want to help you. I'm going to coach you through it. I'm going through it right now. It is so incredible. And I want you to get on this path in the most cost effective way. If you're already on a path and you're feeling like you're stuck and you have struggles and you have a lot of stuff going on, absolutely reach out to Meg. Cause she could deal with the tests and the things that you need to do to really figure out specifically what is causing the ailments. But if you're someone who's just like, let's figure this out, let's go on a journey. Let's heal my gut. This is such a great way for anyone to do it. So go to micafulsomfit.com slash gut, and you can learn more about the program. You can fill out the pre-order form and I can get you the game plan that will best get you suited to start your gut health journey and coach you every step of the way back to the show. So if someone like, what would you say that kind of like, that's too much, you're entering into the danger zone with like Tylenol or Advil or whatever on like how many times a month would you say, if you're using it more than this, like you, you should probably do some digging, like get into yeah. your gut health situation and figure out what's going on. I mean, I think you're using it more than once a month. You should. Oh my I mean, heavens. Like if you, you're using it more than once a month then you're then you have something going on that you're needing to treat, you know, to treat. And so yeah. it's like, well, why are you needing to take it? And what, you know, what's going on that you can just fix and then you don't have to take it. So exactly. It, Cause it's tell, like all these things are showing us signs. They're all, mm -hmm. you know, warn if we listen to the signs that we're being told by our body, um, then we're actually, and we do something about them, then we can dig into what's going on in and get it at the root. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful reminder. I think so many times we feel whatever lack of energy or joint pain or a headache. And we're just like, Oh, I'm just mad. Why do I feel this way? Let me go take some Tylenol. Let me just fix it. Like, but no, like let's actually, actually get to the root. And then you don't even have to deal with that anymore. I think that's 
just such, I think probably every human needs to hear that <laughs> one more time. Like let's dig in. And I love also earlier how you're like, this is a process. Like you got to give yourself some time and energy. And it's like a unique path for every single person. There's no one, like one way that it's going to work or like that you're going to figure it out. You've got to be willing to trial and error and take the time to learn what your body is responding and how it's responding and when. And I think that's also, I think most people probably aren't willing to, to take that journey and to really do what it takes to heal. And that's why it's just easier to like pop the meds and do the quick thing. Yeah, I agree. And what, and that's what I see, but I think like when people do, you see, wow, this is, I just feel so much better. Yeah. And I can feel that. And there's a lot of education surrounding it too. So like you have the power, as I always say, like I'm empowering you to move forward and not need me to be yeah. like, it's not like you need me to get your pill because I have to write that prescription. And, you know, so I, you have to come back and it's like, here you go, here are your, here is what we do. We heal. And then here are your tools to be able to move forward and not go back to that place yeah. too, I think, which is empowering. Yeah. So empowering. I'm all about that. I am all about equipping the human being to have what they need and learn and educate and then be able to soar, like do it on your own. You should not have to rely on any one person for anything. Like, I feel like that's having that crutch is just like, Ooh, I don't, don't go there. So I love that, that you're all about that. Um, how did you, how did you become particularly passionate about headaches? Did you experience a lot yourself or like what got you into that? Well, I just noticed that I, it actually was, I'm not, my history is more gut health. So that's sort of mm. where I started and impassioned, impassioned and kind of what brought me in and passionate about functional medicine. But I just started noticing this pattern of women coming to me and every woman and, and I'm like, not every woman, but so many of the women that I saw were say, would say to me that they have headaches and it wasn't like they would either come for headaches or they would actually come for something like something else like gut health. And when we're digging, cause we do a really detailed intake questionnaire whenever we start um, and it would come up like, oh, I've been having headaches like my whole life or I've had headaches since I was 15 or I have headaches every week or, you know, I mean, there was just all, and I thought, wow. And then yeah. we'd see each other and they'd be like, my headaches are gone. It was just sort of like happened. And they'd be like, I don't have, I mean, I never thought I wouldn't have headaches. And yeah. it was just this pattern that was like happening. And so I just became passionate to say like, you don't have to have this. You don't have to suffer. And I, I think people don't, I feel like people are starting with hormones and people are starting with gut health to realize like, Hey, I have other options. If the word's getting out. We know yeah. that. But I think I just kept feeling that people don't realize that they don't have to live with headaches and they're just taking Advil or taking prescriptions that have really bad side effects and living this way. So I thought it just, I thought, well, this is a good chance to tell people there's another way and you don't have to, and you can, you know, get it solved without drugs and, and have them just gone. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. I, I've heard, I mean, some of my clients and my coaches, one in particular, struggle so bad with chronic migraines, like so bad debilitating. Like she can't even function laying down. The room is black. Like, Oh, it breaks my heart. And she does have, she has autoimmune. She has these, these things that are going on. So she's on her own journey to figure this out. And it has helped tremendously. And it just breaks my heart when they come in. Cause I'm like, Oh, the only time I've ever had migraines was for some reason when I'm pregnant, I don't know what my hormones do, but when I'm pregnant is the only time I'll get migraines. And 
I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. <laughs> they are terrible. They are. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, you feel bad because, and, and I mean, they're like you're saying, it's debilitating. Yeah. So, you know, people are thinking, like, I'm having this debilitating pain and there's nothing that I can do about it. And so mm -hmm. it gives them a, a chance. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. So, when someone is feeling like, okay, so I just heard her talk about all of these things that I totally have. Like, what would you recommend? What do you, what would you recommend them starting with? So are we talking about gut health or headaches? Or well, either, kind of <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. So I think really you could go with, with both of them, um, start paying attention to your food. So mm -hmm. I do this with headaches, but I, you can do this with gut health too. Like, I mean, it's, it's, you can print out a calendar. I know it sounds silly, but just print out a blank calendar and write down when you have like, if, you know, if you're bloated or if you have a headache, either way, um, write down what you ate that day and the day before. And you don't have to like journal your food every day, but if you just jot down that like certain things and then pay attention, like, is it dairy? Like every time you eat dairy, do you feel bloated and six months pregnant at the end of the night, you know, yeah. or, and, and then you can start to see a pattern if you're, you know, I mean, working with someone in a functional medicine capacity, you really could dig, you get to dig in, you get to do the testing. And, but, you know, we're saying it is, you know, it's commitment to transformation in your health. But yeah. if you're like, okay, I can just start here. I can do one thing that, that makes me, you know, start to tune in and start to like tune into what you feel and, and also be aware that your symptoms may not just be from the the part of the body that you like, you're feeling the discomfort, they may be coming from your gut or from something underlying. Okay. That's, I love that. Cause that's doable for anyone. Like, even if I know I've going to get the test done and the, and working with someone can be pricey. And if they're not ready to invest in that yet, that's at least something that's in their control that they can move forward with and kind of walk through. Um, what does it look like to work with you? personally, like as a client? Yeah. So we, when we start, you do a really detailed intake questionnaire and a detailed symptom questionnaire. Um, and then I review everything before we even meet. So I can really get a whole picture of your health. And then the first appointment, we do a deep dive into everything, like from the time you were born to really get that, you know, cause there's connections in people's lives that they're not even putting into now, you know, but mm. it's like, once I hear them, it's like, okay, that could be a factor. Yeah. And then I like to work with, I usually work with people for at least three months. So we meet, um, about like about twice a month, depending on when we're waiting for testing to come back or what we're doing. And then they're at least a three month period. Cause people can usually make a, a pretty big change in three months. Um, you know, sometimes people, like you're saying, you're the person that you're working with that has like migraines and autoimmunity and all these things, they may, you know, sometimes it takes longer, but I do see like a pretty significant transformation in that time. So I feel like if we get to that point, there's generally, you know, a place that people are like, wow, I see, I feel so much better and I can, you know, see. So I, I do virtual appointments all over the world. I think COVID's kind of switched. So some things were good from yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> that. So it's, it's really a, like opened my eyes to, you know, see a lot of different people. It's fun. That's awesome. I know. I, I feel the same way about everything that people went through, through that pandemic and everything's shutting down. It's like, okay, let's get creative. There are more opportunities to serve more people in different ways. And I think a lot of people did grow through that. That's really cool that you've been able to do that. Um, okay. I love it so much. I want them to be able to get connected with you. If they want to learn more about this, if they want, do they go to your website? Do they find you on social? What's the best place? 
Yeah, so my website is just www.megmillmill.com. And um, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Meg Mill. It's actually Dr. Meg Mill um, over there. And then I have a guide. If, if there is someone that does have headaches, it just at, at um, helpyourheadaches.com. Help you can get a free awesome. guide. It's eight steps that you can just do like right now to, to say goodbye to headaches naturally. But it's a good layout of things that they can get started with. Awesome. I have one more question for you before we wrap it up. For someone who's like doing the elimination, they figure out that they are sensitive to something. They do get some symptoms when they eat it. Is it at that point when you know that you're like, you have sensitivities to it, is it kind of just like a, is it worth it to me situation? Like to bring it back in and to feel the pain, but I really love it. Like you mentioned, some people are connected to certain things and they're like, I don't want to give it up. Is that just what is, what have you seen? Or like, what is your recommendation around when you know you've identified you are sensitive to something? Is it like a, for your own good, just get rid of it for good and just figure out how to do life without it. Or are you like fit it in as you feel like it's worth it to you? Like, what do you recommend in that point? Yes. Well, so what we do is if you, if you pull back in, then, and it's your set, you feel like, Hey, I am sensitive. Give it four more weeks. So you know, go another four weeks, totally eliminating and then try again. And so, you know, you're trying again. And if you're still feeling like it's a problem, then I, then I say prioritize it because it's not an all or nothing. Unless you have like a celiac disease or something, it's not all or nothing. So you're by eliminating it, you're doing like a good job. You're getting those antibodies down. You're, you know, making yourself feel better. But so I'd say like, Hey, special occasion, you know, I mean, they're, like I said, I kind of gluten's one that I just can't clear. I think I have some family members with celiac. It's in my, you know, um, I don't have that, but I have this sensitivity. So it's, you know, but Christmas comes around and all the, you know, cookies are there and I'm like, okay, this is the time I'm going, right. <laughs> I'm not passing one up. And I know I'm going to like probably feel achy like in yeah. a day or two, but I'll just eat it because, you know, I, it's like my choice. And that's why I always tell people I'm like, you're empowered now, you know, and so you can make that, like, you can make the choice. Is it worth it? Is it not? And sometimes maybe it is for a special occasion, but you know, like, Hey, 90% of the time. I'm just going to like avoid it, feel good, go on my way. I feel so much better. And then, you know, if I want to make that choice, I can. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love like, this is such a powerful reminder too, about what actually works for sustainability long-term. Like we're talking quality of life and feeling your best. It's not weight loss. It's not like, just like, okay, let's just eliminate these things for a quick time and then lose 10 pounds and lose the blow. And then we'll work it all back in and we'll gain it all back. Like that is not what this is about. Like this is true health from the inside out your gut first. Um, I love that. It's just when, when that's the driver behind your kind of your motives, I'm using quotes, your motives to make changes. That's what leads to sustainable lasting habits and lifestyle changes, not just, I want to lose 10 pounds. And as soon as you do, like you go back to your old ways, like that will never stick. So I hope you heard that. And I just thought of one more question that I don't want to wrap up before I ask you, (laughs) they say a lot of the times, like your gut is your second brain. Can you just explain that? Like, I don't know if that's a quick thing you can explain, but can we just kind of talk about that for a sec? Yeah. So your gut and your brain are connected by the vagal nerve. And so there is that gut brain connection. So that's why you say like, you know, when you're breathing, you know, you, you want to, there's actually, um, 
you know, some breathing exercises that really calm that vagal nerve down. Um, but the other aspect of that is serotonin is actually produced in the gut. So right. serotonin is our hormone, like our hap, our hap, I'm using quotes now, <laughs> our happy <laughs> hormone. <laughs> so, um, you know, we kind of call that, that's where, you know, when your serotonin gets low, that's when you often can feel that anxiety, that depression. So you, so the, it is connect, you know, there is that connection, um, where, and you can even tell, like you're, you can tell in your body, you know, if you're nervous about something, like your stomach gets upset, mm, you sometimes yeah. have to go to the bathroom, like, you know, it's, it's physically like physically connected, but, um, when you have that all the time and when there's something off in your gut, it can be actually affecting our transmitter levels. So that's why we want to just make sense. sure that's like another component that, that comes into play. Okay. Totally makes sense. This is so good. I love all this information. I just feel like the more people can just educate themselves and understand it just, it takes out so much of like the anxiety and, and frustration of like, why am I feeling this way? What is going on? Da, da, da. When you actually have a next step, like, okay, now let's get curious about this. Let's see if this could be it. Let's see if, and moving through that. So I'm just so, so thankful that you're sharing this, that you're taking time out of your, your day to just educate people and empower them and help them know that they can feel so much better than they probably do every single day. Thank you. <laughs> well, you guys, if you feel like this was helpful, if you feel like you have some friends that maybe go to sleep six months pregnant, wake up differently, then make sure that they hear this and understand that there's options. There's different things that they can do to feel their best. And it's not always the medicine. It's not always the band-aid. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some digging in. It's going to take some lifestyle changes. And that's the beauty of it because you can heal yourself. And this is so, I mean, you did it. That's so freaking cool. So if this resonated, make sure you share your favorite snippets on Instagram tag Meg at Dr. Meg Mill and tag me at Micah Folsom Fit and we can share it with our friends too. So thank you, Meg, once again. And you guys go find her website, go find her on social if you want to learn more about it or work with her in any capacity. All right, we'll see you back here in a week. Bye, you guys. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. We're taking a quick time out because it's the time of the month when I'm bringing on my next few clients to help you get started on your gut health journey. The deeper I get into this and my own journey, the more I just want to scream it from the rooftops because I feel so much better. And on a monthly basis, we have client results rolling in better sleep, 
more energy, skin issues, clearing up, um, moodiness, lifting lack, like way less bloat, obviously weight loss is a byproduct, just so many incredible things and people feeling so empowered on their health journey. Again, if you've ever felt frustrated because the weight isn't coming off, the things aren't improving, you're waking up feeling one way and going to bed, feeling six months pregnant. You're not alone. Those are things that people are dealing with on a very consistent basis and just kind of writing off of like, this is what it is, but it doesn't need to be that way. And it can, a lot of it is stemming from your gut health. So if you are interested in learning more about this, go to micafolsomfit.com slash gut And you can learn about the program, fill out the form if you want to get started with me, but this is a life-changing program. It's four weeks. You eliminate the most um, allergenic foods, the foods that most people have the most sensitivities to. You feel, you then reintroduce those things and see how you feel and see how your body responds. And then you have an exact game plan, what your body needs, how your microbiome is and what foods it needs and what it doesn't. So it's just, ah, it's so good. So if you're ready to really elevate your health and feel your absolute best, go to that link. Let's have a conversation and we can get you started with an exact simple game plan. MichaelFolsomFit.com slash gut. See you there.